0: the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart. Father, we thank you. Hallelujah, thank you. Father, we ask that you, are, you rest within us today. Allow your presence to dwell in this place as we minister your word. Father we ask in Jesus name that the gospel be preached with an anointing that destroys the yokes of doubt and unbelief may the word of the Lord speak and penetrate the ear gates of those who are here today in person and virtually across this country across this entire nation Father let the words of my mouth The meditation of my heart be acceptable in thine sight, O Lord. O Lord, you are my rock, my strength, our redeemer. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Just keep hearing that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord hallelujah let us go into the house of prayer the house where healing and deliverance signs wonders and miracles take place the house where the voice of the lord is always speaking the, the lord is speaking the lord is moving a house that is never stale let's let us go into the house Where the table is already spread of fresh bread. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Where the candles are already lit in your presence, the place of revelation and illumination. Father, we're so glad to be in a house where you dwell. Come on. I need somebody to just say that I'm, I'm living in a house where he dwells. I'm living in a house where he's moving and he's breathing. I'm I'm living in a house where a God loves me unconditionally. I'm, I'm safe. It's my refuge. It's my place, my fortress. I was glad when they said unto me, Father, we thank you that the word of the Lord be strong today. Father, we thank you. That this is a house where people receive the word of the Lord. Father, we thank you that the table is already prepared. The meal has already been prepared and already set. So Father, we thank you that you cause us to eat this word, to receive this word. I was so inspired on yesterday as we went down to our Pneuma Life Reformation and our presiding bishop began to speak and he began to talk about we've caused the church to become a place where we only speak to people because we want them to hear. He challenged each and every pastor on yesterday come back into their houses and he says I I want you to begin to preach where they receive the word of God as I begin to hear that on yesterday because many times we get caught up in, in so many things of wanting to have a wonderful church wanting to have thousands of members wanting to have a beautiful building wanting to have all of that but sometimes we can forget that the gospel still has to be preached the true gospel still has to be preached without trick or gimmick without just garnishing on your plate but the the gospel of Jesus Christ has to be in the plate come on now in the ingredient of what is being preached Jesus Christ the Holy Ghost Come on now, the power of God, a living and breathing God. Come on now. I'm I'm so excited about this CrossFit Believer series. Hallelujah. We're we're entering into a moment within the next two weeks or so. We're going to be celebrating Palm Sunday. We're going to be celebrating, celebrating Resurrection Week in about three weeks or so. And we're going to be posturing the church, the body, come on now, the body, because we're still in that season of Lent where the entire body of Christ, hallelujah, is in a season of forgiveness, a a, a season of reflection and self-examination. A season where we've decided as a church, individually and corporately, to give up something. To give into something and to give to something. I'm just excited today, but I really want to encourage your heart today that you cannot say that you're a believer, but you separate yourself from the body of Christ. <laughs> Come on now. The body of Christ means that we're all a part of his body. Hallelujah. I'm excited that you're prepared to receive today. Thank you. How many of you know that we serve a God who's perfect in all of his ways? He's perfect in every way of his life, his plans, his will. There's never a mistake that God could ever make. He's perfect. And because we serve a perfect God, he's perfecting us to be perfect in him I know somebody's going to say how in the world can you be perfect in him because he wants to perfect that which needs to be perfect in him come on now (laughs) a perfected mindset a perfected heart that is yielded and true to him a perfected mindset that says ask for me and my house we will serve God. He wants to perfect your house. He wants to perfect your marriage, your, your health, your finances. He, he wants to perfect you in every way of your life. He wants to perfect you so that you don't have to get up every morning and say that I'm still struggling. He, he wants to perfect that area in your life. That which concerns you, come on now, he wants to turn it around. And as he turns it around, he wants to perfect it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So come on, put your hands together and just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship team, worship ministry, love you guys. I appreciate you, Jaira, Charmaine, Josh, Jalen. Y'all be steady. Be steady in this season be steady in this season to the worship ministry here the Rock Church worship is not about popularity worship is just not a lifestyle worship is our response to what God is saying (laughs) worship is our response our worship is critical and how we respond to what the Lord is saying to us. Our worship is that response. Our worship is our obedience. Our worship is our diligence. It's, it's, it's a sign of our perseverance that we're going to endure, that we're going to not just press through, but we're going to live through, That we're, that we're going to move through what god is calling us to do so father we thank you now in jesus name installment part number four he won it all the monumental winner i want to read this here winning at all costs winning it all comes with a great cost winning it all in the face of uncertainty and impossibilities Winning it all, yet you are changed or charged for doing it wrong and cutting against the grain. Winning it all in the face of your doubters that have given up on you by saying it's too late. Winning it all has never been easy or flattering. Winning it all truly reflects how one takes advantage of an opportunity to create. A life-changing, monumental win. Son, I keep hearing he's perfect in all of his ways. Come on, I I need you to play that for me. He's perfect in all of his ways. Come on, play that chorus. Hallelujah. Winning it all comes with a great cost. Winning it all in the face of uncertainty and impossibilities. Winning it all You are charged for doing it wrong. Many times when you're winning it all, people charge you for doing it wrong and cutting against the grain. Winning it all in the face of your doubters that have given up on you by saying it's too late. Winning it all has never been easy or flattering. Winning it all truly reflects how one takes advantage of an opportunity to create a life-changing, monumental win. Over these next four weeks, you're going to begin to hear me transition our teachings and to begin to place our attention to the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're going to preach Him crucified, We're going to preach him buried. We're going to preach him risen. We're going to preach Jesus. Jesus. That's his name. That's who he is. We're we're going to preach it and not just preach it, but we're going to teach it in such a way that we pray that you receive the preaching of the gospel. In our text today, I want us to look at Four monumental monumental wins that took place in the life and ministry of Jesus. His life and his ministry gives us several optics that we will focus on. There are the impossibilities, the accusations. He provides for his doubters, and then he wins it all because. He was born to die. <laughs> I want to talk about these four monumental wins that took place in the life of Jesus Christ. Four monumental wins that took place. He won it all. Winning it all, as we stated before, it's, it's never easy or flattering. Winning it all will cause people to accuse you that you've done it wrong and that you cut against the grain. We we can see this through the life of Jesus that that he was not the, the everyday person that went by what everybody else believed he was supposed to do. He, he did it exactly as his father told him to do. He understood the plan. He understood the rigorous grind and he understood what he was going to endure But he stepped in the place where he was able to win it all. Winning it all. You heard me say that has nothing to do with the championship ring. Winning it all is learning how to be patient. Learning how to endure. It's learning how to understand when your time has come and when your time hasn't come. We can see this in our first monumental win here in, in, in Jesus' life, um, Jesus won it all by doing the impossible. Jesus came to the earth to do things that were simply impossible. Nothing that man could do. Everything that Jesus did, living man could not do it himself. Jesus came to do things that man had never seen before. Man had never experienced before. We can see it here. Uh, Number one, uh, Jesus won it all by doing the impossible. He turns the water into wine in Cana of Galilee. (laughs) We can see this here in John chapter number two, verses four through eight. It says, and Jesus said to her, woman, What does that have to do with us? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servant, whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were six stone water pots set there for the Jewish customs of purification containing 20 or 30 gallons each. Verse number seven says here, Jesus said to him, fill the water pots with water so they filled them up to the brim, and he said to them, draw out now, draw some out now, and take it to the head waiter. We can see here in the story, Jesus, his mother, the disciples, they're, 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 or, or his brothers, that they're, they're, they're all here at a wedding. And at the wedding, the wine runs out. Now, come on now. Now, nobody wants to be at a party and the drink, the the, the the bar, you know, you got an open bar. Can I just be real today? You know, because we're talking about wine, so I, gotta, I need a natural application. Uh, well, we're talking about wine today. Um, uh, you go to a party, and they got an open bar. It's free, and, and all of the liquor runs out. The party's over. Everybody wants to leave now because ain't nothing to drink. The drink is what's causing the party to happen. Come on now. Uh, come on now. Everybody taking a sip, sip, sip. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, they they are the bar is completely empty after the first hour of the party. Come on now. You didn't paid all your money. You didn't got dressed up. Come on now. You're looking good. You're feeling good. And all of, my wife says, well, what if I don't drink? The coke runs out. The water runs out at the picnic. Come on now, I got a Dr. Pepper, the ginger ale. Uh, But, you know, I got to keep it real here. Uh, They were looking for wine. It ran out. And before a commotion could start, Jesus' mother turns to him and says, Baby, I know it's in you. I need your help. Jesus looks at his mother and he says, My time has not yet come. Jesus' mother didn't even give him uh, any attention. She turns to the waiter and she says to the men, she says, do whatever he tells you to do. Jesus comes here in a monumental win. He responds to his mother out of obedience. Come on now. Because he could have responded to her as, as, as Jesus the Christ and he could have rebuked her, but he understood that was his mother. And his mother asked him, "Come on now, uh, under her authority, can you help me? Can you help these people?" Uh, there were six or seven water pots there uh, that for Jewish customs that they used uh, for purification, that the word purification is translated. They used it for baptizing. Come on now. They used it uh, to baptize those who who needed to be baptized, whether they were sprinkled or submerged. uh, 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 but, But Jesus comes and he says, I want you to fill them up with water to the brim. Turns around and he says, after you fill them up, I want you to take them to the head waiter." Takes him to the head waiter. The waiter turns around and he says, "This is amazing. I've never been to the party where you bring the best wine last." Who? I always thought that you would give the best wine first, and after the best runs out, then you bring what you really didn't want to put out, but that's all you have left, and so it's in my mind that you would bring the leftovers. Oh, come on now. Uh, Jesus always gives his best. After everything that we've tried, after everything that you've done has been exhausted, uh, he now brings the best wine. Come on now. Uh, He performs this miracle. And as I was sitting there looking at this, uh, as I was looking at it this morning, I just begin to go through it. And I begin to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. He he, he not only did something impossible, uh, but he did something that's beyond impossible. Because it did not give us the stages of how he turned the water into wine. The scripture simply says, Tracy, he says, get the water pots and fill them up with water to the brim and then take them. Oh, come on now. And then take them to the head waiter. So it seems to me that he never inspected what he did. Whew. See see that's why when you talk about Jesus you've got to talk about him for who he is when he when his mother said, uh, "There is no wine, he understood with confidence and authority that when they filled the water pots up with water that the water would become Wine. There was no doubt in his mind that the water would not just remain water, that when they delivered it, it would become wine, already wine. But how do you make wine with no grapes? How, 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 how do you make wine and there's been no fermenting of, of the system that turns the grapes, the crushing, uh, the system that it goes through? They're at a wedding, Edgar. And 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 he says, his mother says, can you help me? I, I really want to talk about this Jesus today. I, I, I really want to talk about how he won it all. Come on now. Uh, he's just that powerful that he says, take some pots. Come on now. Take some pots, fill them up with water. Don't show me what's in there because I already know what's in there. Uh, I I already know, and I want you to just give it to the head waiter and give him a taste. (sighs) Come on now. When's the last time you've tasted and seen of the goodness of Jesus? You, you've asked him to do something that's impossible for you to do. When's the last time you've ever turned around and just tasted and dipped into the water pot that he's serving right now? When's the last time? He, he won it all because he did the impossible. Winning it all speaks to the character of the person who never turns away from the moments where things seem impossible. Come on now. Uh, uh, Jesus understood that when he took the water and turned it into wine, this was something that to them was impossible. But to Jesus, it was just a blink of the eye. He probably didn't even blink his eye. Come on now. Uh, he simply just walked in the authority of who he was. He was Jesus. Come on now. Uh, Jesus, a man in human flesh, but he was Jesus. Come on now. Uh, He was operating out of his deity. Come on now. Uh, Jesus. Come on now. Uh, uh, The descended one from heaven uh, 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 into earth. Come on now. And he does the impossible. Come on now. Winning is everything when you learn how to see something that is impossible and you turn it over to the master who can take something uh, that, that's empty, that's gone, it's exhausted, it's no more, and you simply say, Lord, I need Come on now. And he turns around and he says, why don't you take what's in your hand? Why don't you take those water pots and fill them up with water? Come on now. Uh, number one, uh, Jesus does the impossible. Number two, I like this. Uh, he won it all by causing controversy. I, I've never seen true winners win without controversy. Come on now, uh, when we look at Serena Williams, come on now, controversy. Come on now, uh, uh, she makes too much noise. Uh, she's too. Uh, she has too much energy. Uh, we don't like her uniform, and she's African American, and she's a woman. Come on now. Uh, And she's about to be the great. She is the greatest person to ever play tennis. Come on now. Controversy comes with winning. Come on now. If you want to be great, you've got to know how to cause controversy. Come on now. Jesus' ministry was full of controversy. Come on now. Jesus won it all by causing controversy. In forgiving the sins and healing of the paralytic man who was brought to him while preaching in the house. We can see this here in in Mark uh, chapter 2, verses 5 through 9. Many of you know the story, but I, I don't ever want to take it for granted. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there reasoning in their hearts. I want you all to hear that now. Uh, uh, Verse number 7 says, why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Do you all see the controversy he's causing? Who can forgive sin but God alone? Verse number 8, immediately Jesus was aware. He was aware. In his spirit, that they were reasoning that within themselves and said to them, why are you reasoning about these things in your heart? Come on now. Come on, look at the power of Jesus. Come on now, look at the power of Jesus. Uh, Which is easier to say to the paralytic men, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and pick up your pallet and walk? Here we are. Uh, We can see that Jesus has already done the impossible. Nobody's really talking about that because they didn't know that it was him. They they didn't know where it came from. Come on now. Uh, uh, They probably thought somebody just donated it. Uh, However, they thought uh, uh, we don't really see the controversy uh, until we get to Mark right here. Uh, 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 The paralytic man uh, was carried there by some men who tried to get him through the door, but nobody wanted to move out of the way. And so their faith took them to a place where they opened up the roof of the house. They dropped him down in the center because they fought and they said that this man needs to be healed. We we see him. We understand that Jesus, the healer, is in town. And we believe that Jesus can heal this man. And because of his ministry, come on now, your ministry, your call, come on now, your authority in the Holy Ghost should cause controversy among those uh, who don't like you, uh, among those that you're hanging out with. If your life doesn't cause controversy, controversy, uh, if your ministry is not causing controversy, if your conversation is not causing controversy, uh, if, if, if the way you live is not causing controversy, then I don't really believe you're living for Jesus. Come on now, I'm talking to the believer now. Come on, church, hear this now. Uh, If you say that you walk with Jesus, then your life should cause controversy. Somebody should be talking about you. Somebody should walk out of the room when you come in. Uh, Somebody should begin to whisper and begin to persecute you every time they see you because your ministry should cause them to reason within the parts of their mind about who you are and whose you are. Come on now. Uh, they, they 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 begin to say, uh, "What in the world, Edgar? Uh, he's blaspheming." Didn't take the time to really look at the man who was being healed. That they, they were more concerned that Jesus said on a Sunday. Come on now. Uh, be healed. Come on now. They were more concerned about the law. Come on now. So when do you want the man to be healed? Uh, uh, Aren't you tired of seeing him laying on this mat? Aren't you tired of seeing people in your generation sick and filled of infirmity? Aren't you tired of a generation that is dying? And because I said be healed and your sins be forgiven you want to judge me and say that I'm blaspheming. But Why are you reasoning in your heart when you're a scribe, when you're a part of the temple, when it should be your job that you should be healing this man? Why is he still sick? But here it is. Uh, uh, True ministry should cause controversy. Uh, Come on now. Uh, uh, When you preach the word of God, uh, people should look at you and say, I don't want to come back to the church because he's talking about my lifestyle. Uh, uh, I don't want to come there because uh, they they believe in paying their tithe. Uh, They they, they believe in prayer and fasting. Uh, uh, But then you have those that want to come and sit because they want to have something to reason within their heart to blame you for. Jesus won it all because he understood that controversy would get him closer to his true purpose. Come on now. He, he didn't walk away from the controversy. Most of us, we flee. Jesus stood right there and said, what would you have me to do, sir? What would you have me to do? Would you have me to give him some Motrin? Uh, would you like for me to give him some Tylenol? Uh, would you like for me to give him a hot toddy? Uh, uh, what, would you, what would you like? Uh, what, what would you like? Uh, because you reasoning uh, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, what do you have to offer him? Jesus won it all by doing the impossible uh, he won it all by causing controversy, but winning it all speaks to the tenacity and courage of a person that understands that some may disagree in how they serve others that are in need. You can never be afraid the crossFit believer can never be afraid. Of controversy Who? come on now you can never be a belief you can never be afraid that when winning it all is on the line that you walk away from the controversial moments of life come on now could you imagine if Michael Jordan would have walked away from a controversial moment in the NBA playoffs and he went over to New Jersey to the casino and he played and he gambled all night and he came back the next day. He was in the championship. Could you imagine if he would have said, you know what, I'm going to just take off, man, because everybody's mad at me and everybody's upset saying that I shouldn't have went. No, no. He understood that the moment that he went across to New Jersey, controversy was going to be created. He understood that his assignment was to come back and do what? Win a championship. Now, some are going to say, Bishop, you know, that would really wasn't a good example. Now it's a great example. It's a great example. Because he was at the point in his career where he was going to win it all. And some say, what if they would have lost that game? What if he would have been suspended? What, what if? You've got to understand that controversy is always connected to what if. Ooh, come on now. Well, if you do that, then something's going to happen. If you don't do that, then this would happen. Jesus understood if I don't heal the man now, he's probably never going to be healed. And he's probably never going to get up off of the mat. But what was the problem? Here in verse number two, here, here in point number two, uh the scribes had a problem with Jesus healing him because they said, who can forgive sin? They wanted to hold the man to his sin. How many people do we serve that want to hold you to your sin? Number one, he won it all because he did the impossible. Number two, he wins it all because he's causing controversy. I want you to hear this. Winning it all doesn't come without controversy and the accusations of wrongdoing. Did you hear that? He won it all by doing it on his own terms. Number three. While others within the community cried out to Jesus, hurry to the town where Lazarus is. Jesus sought to take his time in getting to Lazarus. We can see this take place here in John 11. Verses 38 through 44. Then Jesus again greatly disturbed. Came to the tomb. It was a cave. And a stone was lying against it. Jesus said take away the stone. Martha the sister of the dead man said to him. Lord already there is a stench because he's been dead four days. Jesus said to her. Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? Verse number 41, uh, so they took away the stone and Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. Verse 42 says, I knew that you always hear me. But I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. Hear this, verse 43. He says, And when he said this, he cried aloud with the Lord, with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. Verse 44 says, The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his face wrapped in a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. Uh, He does at an early age turns the water into wine. In his ministry, uh, he goes public and he heals someone uh, at the wrong time because they said it was the wrong time and he causes controversy. And now people don't like him and now he goes a little further and and now he's here and he raises a dead man out of the grave four days gone. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Four days gone. Four days. He stinks. He nasty. Somebody that, that if Tracy was there, she would be like, uh-uh, please, that stink. Just get that way. Can you imagine a stench? Dead man coming out the grave. Jesus doing it on his own terms because he understood that he's already in the fight, that he's already in the battle, so why not let's just turn the fire up? Let the man die. Come on now, uh, come on. That there is no pressure when you serve Jesus. Uh, there is no pressure. You may be going through things in your life, and you feel you you feel like time is running out. Tomorrow is the due date. Tomorrow I'm sixty days past due. Come on now. Uh, tomorrow they're going to turn the lights out. Tomorrow when I go in, that's my last day at work. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get any more money. I don't know where it's going to come from. And Lord, tomorrow comes, and they take your car tomorrow comes and it actually happens and you've been praying to Jesus and Jesus is just taking his time have you ever gotten a car with somebody and you needed to be somewhere on time and that person decided that day they were just going to take their time and drive and then not only that every light that they came to turned red not only that now you got to get through the traffic Not only that, you get to the place where you are and you're looking good and now you're running in and sweat coming down, your clothes all messed up, you all messed up, you get there and Jesus is just like, just move the stone away. Come on, man, you ain't got no urgency. Just move the stone away, he's dead. What you mean move the stone away? I I said that if you would just believe, you would see the glory of God. Jesus won it all because he understood that he needed to operate on his own time. Can I give you something? Winning it all uh, matters when you learn that you have to operate under your own time, under your own grace, under your own power. Come on now. Jesus understood this, that winning it all requires faith while others may doubt. In times where it seems that we may have lost the battle, God will use those closest to us to reach them where they don't believe. Has God ever used somebody close to you to cause you to believe what you didn't believe? Come on now. We can see here in every point that Jesus is winning, of Jesus becoming the greatest of all time when it comes to winning championships. Come on now. Uh, He used natural things to get your attention. Jesus is not spooky. I just want to place that here. Jesus is not spooky. He was not spooky. He used culture. Come on now. He, He used the pots and water to make wine. Come on now. Uh, uh, He used the faith of men that came through a roof to heal a man who had been on a mat. Come on now. Uh, he, He uses men to roll away the stone. He uses the crowd as his evidence. Come on now. Nobody can ever lie and say that they went in and they rearranged this themselves. Everybody knew that the man had been embalmed. Everybody knew that the man had died because he'd been there four days. Everybody knew, and this is symbolic, that they had wrapped him up. They buried him in his clothes. Y'all ain't hear it. The opposite of what they did to Jesus. They never wrapped Jesus up. They just put him in the tomb. Y'all will get it later. He was there four days, Jesus was there three days. So y'all in here what I'm saying? Come on, come on now. When Jesus came out, he was perfect. Nobody had to unwrap him. N- nobody even saw him come out. Ooh. This is why he's Jesus. Because he's doing things that nobody could ever do. He raises a man that was dead four days. And he simply does it by calling him by name. Lazarus, come out of here. Get yourself up. It's time to live again. Uh, Jesus is able to call you by name in the situations in your life that have been dead for 20 years. Stinking, nasty, full of bugs. He's able to call you out of that place. And the moment he died on the cross, he called mankind out of the grave. And he says, live. Man came alive. Come on, y'all hearing this? See, this is the Jesus that we serve. Come on now. There are no tricks here. There there was no promises here. Uh, If you give $50, he going to raise you up. Oh, come on, man. Come on, man. Uh, uh, He didn't have any money. Uh, uh, He he didn't have any any sorcerers. Uh, He didn't have any chakra or crystals that these folk running around here telling y'all need to use. The devil is a lie. All you need to do is open up your mouth and say, in the name of Jesus. And I guarantee you, whatever you're speaking to will come to life because he did it with Lazarus and he can do it with you and because you and I live in Jesus and because we're part of a royal priesthood we have the same authority. Uh, you don't need a chakra. You don't need a. You don't need a crystal. You don't need sage. You don't need any of it. All you need is the power of Jesus to say, "Come out in Jesus' name." I rebuke depression. I rebuke suicide. I rebuke whatever it is that needs to live in my life that's been dead. I rebuke it, and I use the name. Jesus. In the name of Jesus, demons tremble. In the name of Jesus, come on now, you shall live and not die. You just got to say Jesus and call it by name. You don't need tricks. Come on now. Can I say it? I know I'm getting ready to cause controversy, but I want to tell you something. There is no name greater than the name Jesus. Come on now. It's not his last name. It's not his middle name. It's not his first name. As Bishop Ronald Logan said, it's just his name my name is Jesus and I have all power I have all authority yeah I feel the power of the Holy Ghost right there Jesus 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 whatever you want to stop doing all you got to do is just say Jesus come on now ah oh, hallelujah 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 your psychic reader can't change it for you but Jesus can hey hey you don't need a tarot card reading all you need is just the Word of God that says be healed By the power of Jesus' name. Come on now. I know y'all don't want to hear this. Because that's what that new age stuff telling y'all to do. Sit down and have all of this other stuff. And meditate to other stuff. But let me tell you. You're probably still dealing with the same stuff. Because Jesus is the only one that can take away sin. He's the only one that can heal. He's the only one that can change. The impossible to possible. Come on now. The possibilities. Come on now. What's impossible in your life? I got a minute and 45. Can I tell you this? Number one, he won it all because he did what? He did the impossible. Number two, He won it all because he faced controversy. Number three, he won it all because he did it on his own terms. And then number three, the greatest win of all, he won it all because he was born to die. Oh, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Uh, Didn't Biggie have the record born to die? Was that Biggie had the record born to die? Uh, 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 born to die see many of us don't understand jesus knew that he was gonna die come on now And, and he knew what time he was gonna die and he knew how he was gonna die and he knew what he was gonna go through to die and so everything that he did led him up to the greatest championship that you and i could ever experience his death come on now uh what you talking about uh, hallelujah. We should be crying. No, 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 no. The church actually celebrates Jesus' death. It's the only death in the world that we celebrate. Come on. Oh, come on. I just jacked y'all up. And everybody else's home going, we do what? We cry. Who's crying on Easter? Show me. Show me somebody that's having a funeral on Resurrection Sunday. Show me. There's nowhere in the world where you see people Walking around, mourning. They're crying because they're celebrating the life of Jesus Christ. See, there's a difference. Come on now. Nobody's grieving anymore that Jesus died. Everybody's shouting because we all understand that if he never died, we would never be where we are today. Come on. Man would have never been restored back to where he was in the garden. Come on now. Uh, uh, Sins would never be able to be forgiven Under. Grace, not grace for you to still live nasty, not grace for you to walk around here and say, I love God, but you don't know how to change your life, not grace that says, I can live any type of way and still say, I love God. No, no, no. I'm talking about grace that allows you to understand that I no longer have to be that man. I no longer have to live that way because I have a grace that died for me. I have a grace that paid the price for me. I have a grace called Jesus Christ. See, see, we've watered Jesus down to just talking about he loved everybody. The devil is a lie. Love says that I will chastise you. Love says that I will rebuke you. Love says that I will correct you in the middle of your sin, as he did to the adulterous woman. He says, sin no more. Get up. He didn't walk to her and says, baby, you know what? I really understand. You have no father he's going through in your life. No, no, no. Jesus says, I love you enough to say, come out of that, don't do that again and be made whole. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is not the pity party. Jesus is not the one who comes there to console you. He says, come out from amongst them. Don't stay there. You've been here for 38 years. Get up and walk and take your nasty pallet with you. Take it. Hear me. Hear me. Jesus is real. He's real. And I want to tell you, don't listen to all of this other stuff that tells you that you can go somewhere else and get it. He's the only one that got up out of the grave. He's the only one. He's the only living man Cause he died as a man he came out of the the, the 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 tomb still in flesh he wasn't a ghost he wasn't invisible he was touchable he wanted all the crossFit believer come on here here I want you to hear this the, the, the he was he was born to die he was born to to Virgin Mary born in a manger where kings from afar came to celebrate him he was born as the only begotten son (laughs) he was born to be hated by his own people he was born to suffer and to be persecuted He, he was born to die on a cross hear it winning it all comes with a great cost Winning it all in the face of uncertainty and impossibilities. Winning it all, yet you are charged for doing it wrong and cutting against the grain. Raymond, winning it all in the face of your doubters that have given up on you by saying it's too late. (laughs) Come on now. my, my, My barber tells me that he don't understand. Why guys are going to barber school now when they got families and it's and it's and it's a little bit harder, but let me tell you this it's probably hard for you, but it might be the greatest thing for Raymond. What's hard for somebody else might be the easiest path for them, and you're saying it's too late. Somebody's telling you it's too late to change your life and you're in trouble. No, it's the right time. It's never too late when Jesus is a part of the victory. Did you hear that? It's never too late. Come on now. You heard it. The CrossFit believer. The CrossFit believer. It's a vigorous, intense interval training. The gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a vigorous, intense interval training that equips empowers, and engages the life of the believer to maintain a high form of endurance, to resist the forces of the enemy that come to distract and deter the believer from pushing forward, onward, to the finish line. Come on, lift your hands. Come on, lift your hands. I see you, Olivia. If you're there in virtual land, and you really want to be connected to the man that won it all. He's the greatest of all time. Never lost a battle. Never defeated. But pastor, you're saying that they beat him. He still won. Because he carried his own cross. But, but, but they, they, they beat him and he never said a mumbling word. He still won. Because he never accused anybody of what they did. He took it on his back. Come on now. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. The test of a man is the fight that he makes, the grit that he daily shows, the way he stands upon his feet and takes life's numerous bumps and blows. Come on now. If you could just keep your head about you while all others around you are losing theirs. If. who <laughs> Come on now. Y'all hearing what I'm saying. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I want to let you know that you've got to understand that Jesus was the greatest man to ever live and everything that you desire in life. He says that no man comes unto the Father but by me. I am the way, the truth, and the light. You can't get it by going to Terror Card. You can't get it by all of this new age stuff that they're telling you to do. The only way your life is going to change is that Jesus has to be a part of the change that you desire to be made in your life. Come on. You can't drink it away. You can't sex it away. You can't buy it away. You can't run away from it. The only way that it's going to change is that Jesus, Jesus, the real son has to change it. Come on, lift your hands. I love you. Father, this is our prayer that as the CrossFit believer we will emerge whew, ourself in the intense vigorous interval training of the gospel that will equip And empower and engage me as a believer to maintain a high form of endurance that resists the forces of the enemy that come to distract, discourage, deter, to bring discontentment so that I won't be able to push forward and onward to the finish line. Jesus finished the race. And so that means you and I have the same power and the same authority to finish the race that He left before us. Come on, say, I am a CrossFit believer. I am prepared to be equipped, empowered, and I am prepared to resist the forces of the enemy that come to distract, to deter, to discourage me from pushing onward And forward to the finish line. Today, I submit and I emerge myself in the intense interval training of the gospel of Jesus Christ. From this day forward, my life belongs to Him in Jesus' name. This is my prayer. This is my prayer. Hallelujah. Come on, just lift your hands and just worship for a moment. Come on, just worship for a moment. Come on, Jaira. Sharman told y'all be ready. Come on. You are perfect in all ways. You are perfect in all of ways. You are. Come on, say that. again Lord you are you are perfect in all of your ways perfect in all of your ways perfect in all of your ways ways to us father we thank you that you're perfect in all of them you're perfect in all of your ways yes lord who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're good who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're a good good father. Father, we thank you. You're a good father. Because you sent your son to die so that we, the body, would have life, we would not perish. So that means that our life means something. I want you to just close your eyes and understand that your life means everything to the finished work of Jesus Christ. God didn't send Jesus just to send him, but he sent him because his creation mattered to him. And God himself, the Father, wanted to be reconnected with what he created to rule, to have dominion. (laughs) That was mankind. I love you. Hallelujah. Father, we bless your name. Come on, I want you to lift your hand. Perfect whatever you may be going through, I want you to lift your hand and just say, I serve a perfect God who already knows that I have a need. You already know what the due date is. You already know that there's no more wine and we need a miracle to take place no more chemo no more radiation no more the doctors already said I only have Six months to live. I need a miracle. There, there's nothing else that, that can be done. The bank has said that they're not going to provide me another loan, and in six months, my house is going to be sold. Uh, uh, Father, in Jesus' name, they, they've already said that there's nothing that they can do. There are no more positions, and my job is going to be phased out. I've got rent, I've got children, I've got medical. Uh, Father, I, I, I need, but because of me speaking, of your name it cause, cause controversy so, Father, let me know that you're with me and that you haven't left me. I, I served you and my family saying, maybe you shouldn't have given your tithe. Maybe you shouldn't have done this. and Maybe you shouldn't have sown your seed. Father, I can only call on you because you're perfect in all of your ways. And that means that you won't leave me or forsake me. And you won't allow this situation to bury me. You won't allow it to kill me. You won't allow it to take me out. Father, you're perfect in all of your ways. So, Father perfect me in this area of my life. Perfected me. That I'll serve you with the perfect consciousness. That I'll serve you with perfect faith. My commitment is perfected. That I'll be excellent in my relationship with you. Excellent in my intimacy. Excellent in how I serve you. Through the word of God. Father we thank you. I bless you. I honor you.